We're here to share with you inspiring stories that bring to life all the little and big ways that people bring more love, joy, laughter, and humanness to everyday life. Our focus is the hunt for those little moments that refuel the human soul and reminds us what life is really all about. I invite you to sit back, enjoy the moments, enjoy the stories, the adventures, and the journeys. To what the world needs more of. My name is Jarek Robbins. I am your host for this journey today. Today we are joined by Andy Stein. Andy, thank you for joining us. It is my absolute pleasure. Well, we are thrilled to have you, and we're going to jump directly into the question of the show, which is what do you believe the world needs more of? Uh, the world needs more empathy. The world needs more caring about others as much as you care about yourself. The world needs more just love right i mean it just if you can feel the joy and love of helping others um it brings that joy and love to you as well very cool very cool and how do you bring this joy love and empathy into the world yourself each day so each day i started a foundation 18 years ago called orphan starfish foundation and we are dedicated to helping orphans victims of abuse survivors of trafficking indigenous children and at-risk youth around the world mm. escape those cycles of poverty and abuse through education and job training. And every day I wake up dedicated to helping the now 13,000 children we serve in 27 countries around the world. Very cool, very cool. Now, this will sound like an interesting question based on what you just said, because that sounds pretty incredible to me. But what would you consider your wow factor to be? What makes you uniquely you, and what are some of the moments that helped shape it over the years? So the wow factor is, and, and I've been told I'm one of the very few out there, I'm a recovering banker. Um, I, uh, I left the world of wealth and, and finance and money to do what I do. Um, and I don't know how many other folks have had that journey. I encourage many more to do so. Um, 18 years ago, over actually almost 19 years ago now, uh, a successful banker traveling through Latin America, I traveled 400,000 miles a year, was one of the top travelers on continental airlines but i was wasn't fulfilled my love of kid i love working with kids and i wanted to see do that more so i had gone to every country manager at the bank i worked for and said if you want me to come and pitch business you have to find me an orphanage give me two hours in the scheduling to play with some kids and they did and the moment that i got to see these kids and um the the turning point the inflection point was the third time back in an orphanage in chile uh, the nuns took me aside and they said, look, Tio Mago, Uncle Magician, and I speak Spanish, um, the girls love you. They can't wait to see you. But I don't know if you know about this place. Um, these girls have all been either trafficked or victims of abuse, some of the horrible, most horrible abuse in our country. But at 18, by law, they have to leave. And within a year, 100% of these girls become prostitutes because they have little education and no job training. And my aha moment is that's when I decided I was going to start dedicating my life to this. And then several years ago, just full-time dedicating my life to this. Wow. Wow. What an experience. Now, yeah. here's a question, and again, might seem silly after what you just said, but what's a moment that made you feel incredibly humble 
over all these years? You know, I, I there are there are many, many. I, I think I've told people that you know what these young women have been through in their lives, from being trafficked, from being abused since they were infants, from being um, living with with no food, living in garbage bags. The humbleness of knowing that you know my worst day is nothing compared to what some of these kids have been through, and yet their resilience, their hope, their desire to break those cycles themselves and serve their families is so wonderfully humbling and joyful. Um, but there's so many stories. Um, I guess one of the best I have is just from last year. So, and, but you have to go back if you don't mind a second. So one of the first orphans I ever met uh, in Chile was orphaned because she was actually taken away. Um, her father had beat her so badly that there was um, her sisters as well. The sisters are brain damaged. She was escaped that, but became this incredible, just loved the computers that we donated, thrived in the computer center, taught herself to read, read every Harry Potter book, graduated top of her class from high school. We gave her a scholarship into university. Um, she every day basically would thank us for changing her life, for changing the trajectory of her life. And in February, she, she called me actually a little before and said, um, Tio Andy, um, I'm getting married. I'd like you to walk me down the aisle as father of the bride. Um, and to know that this now daughter um, escaped uh, a life that was destined for her because of what we did uh, was one of the most humbling experiences of my life. Hmm. Powerful. Powerful. The ability to step in and play a role in someone else's life. Um, a couple of episodes ago, we had a, a young lady who owns a business growth company and she was telling a story where she accidentally dropped her three-year-old in the toilet. And I was like, wow. whoa, 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 back up. You glazed over that like that was normal, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, tell us what happened. And she's like, well, first of all, I was never planning on being a mom. Uh, you know, there was a homeless lady that me and my husband used to just kind of help out on the streets of D.C. And we'd mentor her and try to help her get her direction together. And she had these three kids. And, you know, one day we found out she had to go to jail. And she asked if we could look over her kids while she was, you know, serving time. And we said, OK, thinking it'd be like maybe a month or two and then she's out and everything will go back to the way it was. And, you know, a few weeks and a few months and pretty soon we be, we landed up becoming their parents. And <laughs> she's like, I never planned to be a three year old's mom. So right. when, when this little young one looked up and said, I have to do a number two, my my response was, and what does that have to do with me? <laughs> and she's like, oh, shoot. OK. And she's like, you know, because I was unprepared and I wasn't reading the books or learning about the details, um, I, I took this young one to the toilet and I didn't know there was devices that are supposed to right. make this. Stop them from dropping in. Yes, yeah. make, make it smaller so the child does not go into the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And we were laughing and it's amazing how those moments unfold where it, it is humbling and, and that's a you know totally different situation, but it, it's humbling when you're called to step into a moment in life that you weren't necessarily planning on. You right. weren't preparing for. You I, weren't... Have, I have two boys. I never expected to walk any woman down an aisle getting married. So that, yes, indeed. Exactly. And what would you say to people? How did you know? Well, you know, how did you know it was the right thing for you to do? Because some people shy away from those moments. Some people back up when they're called forth. Some people go, uh, are you sure? And try to go another direction. And and some people, you know, you, yourself included, step up and deliver in those moments. How did you know yeah, it was no, the right thing to step up for? It's interesting because, you know, I think 
everyone asked me if it was like a Jerry Maguire moment that I just walked away from banking one day and took my secretary and that was it. Um, and it wasn't. I knew it was my passion. I knew it was something I was put here here to do. But you know, there's there's always doubt. And and I didn't break full time for for years because I wanted to make sure you know I was used to the trappings of, of wealth. I wanted to my kids to go to college. But then you know, as time went on, I knew you just get a sense that follow your passion. You know, every time I did this, I was so much happier than any time I didn't. Every time I took my kids to visit an orphanage, I was so much happier than just taking them on a regular trip. And the feeling that I got from helping these children was something that I wanted to continue. Um, the tough part was, you know, figuring out how I'm going to do it and, and leave a life of, of, of luxury to do that. Um, but, you know, I did that seven years ago and it's, it's, I've never looked back. And to know that it's right is to know it, you're, it's your passion. It's what you're supposed to do. Yes, you have job, you have something, you, you have comfort in that. But you'll never feel the true joy or you can feel the true joy if you follow your passion. Mm. And what about that specific moment? A young woman that you've helped, that you've guided, that you've shown up for, that you, you delivered, sounds like some awesome computers for. And she looks at you and says, hey, will you walk me down the aisle? Again, some people says, well, it's just obvious. Of course I would. And other people, not so much. They'd see that moment and go, uh, well, uh, and freak out. Right. And, and you know, you, you seem to be one of the ones that it was just an obvious right thing to do. But how did you know that? Well, I knew because I loved this woman as if she was my own child. Mm. Um, and I knew that not only is she one of the young women I've saved, but she is a mentor to the other women in that orphanage or the young girls in that orphanage as a role model. And I wanted them who see me as Tio Mago or, or Tio Andy, Uncle Andy, um, to, to know that I'd be there for them as well. I, I don't think this is the last young orphan I'll walk down an aisle. Um, and I wanted to, to be a role model for them and, and, and a, an inspiration for them as well. So you're right, there was, there was no hesitation, there was a lot of crying, but there was no hesitation in that moment. Um, there have been hesitations in life as I gave up more and more of the trappings of wealth, but there was never, ever doubt that I would be there whenever one of these girls asked. And, and I have other stories of, of being the godfather, even though I'm a nice Jewish boy from Long Island, uh, for several of the, 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 the babies that these young women have had when they've grown up. Um, but I know, you know, I think you know it's your passion. If you're following your passion, you know it's the right thing. Mm. Learning to trust that inner guide, learning to trust that inner intention or feeling i think so often like you said when we battle with it when we go oh i don't know back and forth back and forth it always leads us to an interesting position but when we listen to it it seems to guide us always in the right direction it um, does it doesn't it's not always the easiest path it's not um it's not always you don't feel like it innately that sometimes it's it's going to do you as you should be done um, but i think in the end if you do that and you follow that inner voice and you follow that inner guidance um, you are brought to a better place. Hmm, that's beautiful. There's another story on here that's interesting because you keep mentioning, you know, this concept of having this life where you have a bunch of stuff and you're wealthy and connected and financially abundant and then having to choose to do this other thing. Uh, we had someone we interviewed probably in our first five episodes for this who he, he told us his whole journey, um, you know, got beat up as a kid and, and all this stuff. His father went to or, or adopted father went to prison when he was 17 for attempted murder on him and his mom. 
and, and then he went through a rough patch of drugs and homelessness and all kinds of stuff. Fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Uh, got to a point where he figured his life out, got married, had some kids, got a divorce, figured business out, was finally doing really, really well. And then about a year and a half ago, someone called and said, hey, we're going on, a, on an operation to do a sting on, on some sex traffickers. Um, do you want to come? Wow. And he said it was just one of the weirdest, like silent, eerie moments. Right. And, and his first thought was like, couldn't you have called me when I was homeless and addicted to drugs? It would have been a lot easier to say yes. Like, like couldn't you have called me when my life was in shambles? I'd have been like, sure, why not? But like now that things are good, that's when you call. When like I finally figured it out, when I don't like, like my life is really good right now. Like, why should I? Why? Oh. And he said he had this little feeling. And, and he said something really important for people. And I, I think you might have had a moment. I don't know if you had a moment like this. I'd be curious where he said, you know what? If he said he told me, he said, if I would have said no, then I would have let my shadow mission. Something inside of me would have been saying, I'm OK with that going on in the world. And he said, I'm not OK with that. And so I said, yes. And, and you know, I, I risked my life. I risked who I am. And, and you know, these these oftentimes are pretty bad people who there's repercussions if you mess with their stuff. And, and we went and did it and he helped free. I think the, the operation got a bunch of people arrested and there was 30 young kids between nine, 10, 12 years old, all tied and chained to beds that they broke into and, and helped free. And they have a whole system set up to take them out of there and, and take them to a place where they'll be taken care of and watched after. And we, and we then go that next step and take those same kids in several of our programs around the world and take them and give them the tools they need to be successful in life after they've been rescued. Beautiful. So those girls who were chained to a bed, who are beaten, who are raped um, horribly, we now are helping those kids have a real future. Um, some of them have had a baby from those abu that abuse. Yep. We help them take care of their families. We help give them those tools that they need. But, but yeah, so that aha moment, there, there's a few. I think there's never just one. Uh, there, you know, the time when you, when I decided um, to give up that comfort and do not as distinct uh, a role as that that person that you spoke about. And don't even but really, you're playing a huge role. It, it's all well, no, I, teamwork. <laughs> right, it, it's all teamwork, and that's the the beauty of it is you know I have I was fortunate in life to have the tools to help set up and manage and and run something that's helping 13,000 of the young women and young men that like some of the, the women that that young man saved. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And, and the piece I was zeroing in on is in that moment, you know, he was called to do something and he's like, seriously, right now when it's all going good. <laughs> like, oh, and, and so often for people listening, that little voice might pipe up inside of you at the best time in your life. You mean you might be peaking in your business and your marriage is great and everything's going incredible. And all of a sudden you get a voice, a little intuitive call that goes, hey, come help here. And you might have that same conversation where it's like, seriously, right now, out of all the times in my life. <laughs> but it's beautiful when you see what happens on the other side. When someone like Andy has the courage to step forward, to make that transition, cross that bridge, to reach out, to go beyond themselves and to find a way to help. Now, like Andy, like you said, 13,000 people are being helped because you had the courage to cross that bridge. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's beautiful. How about this one? What's an awe-inspiring moment over the years? An awe-inspiring moment over the years. 
and again, I have to I have to pre preface it with I am in awe every time I see one of these kids like, you know, who's been saved from trafficking or who's lived in abject poverty overcome their um, whatever they've been through. But, you know, inspiring when um, I, I'll just give you one I just had. I was at a home in Guatemala three days ago with um, young women who are, are all um, victims of trafficking, several of which had young infants from that abuse. Um, and one mother, um, she's 11 years old, showed, showed off her, her one-year-old um, and basically said, you know, I, I've, I've had trouble trusting men. I had trouble, obviously, given my background. Um, and we took her to the zoo for the first time. She couldn't leave the safe house because of um, threats of traffickers and things like that. We took her to the zoo for the first time. And she looked up and she said, I've never had the chance to be a kid. Um, and you gave me that chance to be a kid today. Hmm. And um, then we ordered her weight in chicken, pizza, ice cream uh, and cake. And she ate it all. Um, and she's about four foot nothing. Um, but you know, again, cake smeared saying, you know, you let me be a kid again. Um, you know, I've had to take care of this child. I've had to be an adult. Um, and that's something that I thought was, was awe-inspiring for me. Mm, beautiful. What a moment. What a moment. What about your greatest fear? Oh, the greatest fear easy is that, um, I will somehow let down these children, that um, rely on what I've put together or what I, you know, with a large, wonderful group of people, you know, the ability to keep funded in what we do and to make sure that we keep doing it um, is the only thing that keeps me awake at night. Um, there's, I want to keep helping the kids I help. I want to help many, many more. Um, but, you know, running a, a foundation and raising money for a foundation is, is getting much, much more difficult. Um, and I feel that responsibility um, that I need for every one of those kids. And by the way, I've met every single one of them uh, and I commit to visit each year um, that somehow I'll let them down. And what about your future? What are you most excited about? Um, conversely, I'm most excited about the opportunities that these kids are getting and the more advanced opportunities that I'm able to do for them. You know, we've brought in a partnership with Adobe. We're bringing in robotics. They're getting now from just starting this to give them just basic computer skills so they can get a, a entry-level job when they get out of school or get into university. Now we're going to that next level. Now we're bringing them robotics and Adobe and, and life skills on how to live outside of an institution. Um, we're talking about uh, AI, blockchain, you know, all types of the cutting-edge stuff that um, – that children with means have access to, we're now getting access to for them. Um, and then if I can take two, the other thing I'm really excited about is the pay it forward aspect of this. Um, watching the successful young men and women go back to the orphanages or homes or, or community centers where they came from and being mentors for the next generation of kids who are coming through those programs and giving them that inspiration that they have an opportunity that their their lives have a, a really beautiful future if they if they study hard and work hard 
Um, so the, the touching that many more um, wonderful children and giving that much more opportunity is something that that gets me out of bed and with a big smile on my face every day. Very cool. Very cool. Now we're going to switch to the second segment of this show called Nuts and Bolts. This is the tactical, tangible, practical, applicable, immediately applicable type stuff for people listening. Um, the first question is, what do you currently focus the majority of your thoughts and time and life on each day as of right now? Wow, that's pretty expansive. Um, I, I, as I said, each day I get up and I focus on how to make life better for all of these children. Um, and so nuts and bolts, it's um, on the existing programs, finding ways to get more funding so I can bring more opportunity to each of them. Um, on uh, new programs, it's scouting new programs, talking to people, finding out what opportunities exist. Um, I'll never run out of orphans or victims of abuse around the world, but finding the best run programs that we can partner with and give opportunity. Um, and really just being as supportive. Um, I, you know, I can't tell you how many WhatsApps and, uh, and texts I get from the children we serve. Um, and answering, make sure I get back to all of those, uh, if you want to get to nuts and bolts to make sure they know that they are loved as well as being supported. Hmm. And with all of that going on, what would you say is a key to your success? Um, I think the key to my success, um, and I view success as helping these children is, um, bringing some of the business background that I had um, into play in running a foundation. Um, I think the key is understanding um, how a business runs, how successful businesses run, and bringing some of that success from the for-profit world into the nonprofit world. Um, everything from matrices to success and everything else and measurements, but making sure that um, there is a direct connection between those who support these children and the children they're supporting and direct access to, to all of that to make sure that they know um, that everyone that wants to help these children are, are indeed helping these children. That's beautiful. My friend threw out a term. He called it a for-purpose model, which means it's run like a for-profit, even though it might be a nonprofit, but it's, it's run very much like a solid business and pushed to make sure it's always growing and thriving. I love that. Can I steal that? Because I love that. Uh, it's not mine, but you can ask my friend Adam. I will ask your friend Adam for purpose. I, I love I love that because that's that's a great characterization of, of of having a successful foundation and making sure that you maximize the value that you're given. Exactly. I've only met a few people that that have really done it, um, and and I'd be happy to introduce you to to a couple of them. They're they're wonderful, but they they have the same theory and thought process, and it's amazing when someone oftentimes has the heart, but they don't have the, the business acumen to actually run the thing that they're doing their hardest, but doesn't move a lot. Or they have the business acumen, but not the heart. They're very good at running it, but they're crude. And absolutely. And when you mix them together, it's a beautiful, beautiful force for good in the world. And I would love to meet as many folks who are similar, of similar mind and soul as well. Absolutely. So our final question, what's the one actionable tip to help others achieve and experience the kind of success in their life that you've created in yours, what's our one tip we could leave people with? Follow your passion and trust that if you do follow your passion, um, success and happiness will follow. 
it may not be the success you think success is, um, but it is success that will make you happy. Very cool. Very cool. And if people want to support your foundation, if they want to find out more about you or get involved somehow, where do we send them? Absolutely. It's very easy. Our website uh, is osf.org. O is an Oscar, S like in Sam, F like in Frank.org. The other way to remember it is Old Spaghetti Factory has .com. I have .org, so osf.org. Um, and you, you know, there's pictures, videos. You get to see all 62 of our programs in all 27 countries, and it's uplifting. It's inspirational. It's it's you again. I think anyone that goes there will see the passion that we have for helping these kids. Very cool. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming and joining us here. Thank you for sharing and doing so much goodness in the world. And for um, oh, well, thank you so much for for giving a voice to those of us who are helping others, for giving a voice to those who can inspire others, for giving inspiration to your listeners um, to help them find their path and find their happiness. You are doing an incredible service to the world, and, and I wanted to thank you. Oh, thanks. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And for everyone tuning in, if you like this message, if you heard something here that a friend needs to hear or a colleague or family member, uh, please share it with them. We believe that sharing is caring around here, and we love caring people, so make sure to share. And uh, we very much look forward to seeing you all next episode. 